two. And then there were two. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, buddies? <laughs> and welcome to a new episode of Earbuds, the podcast where two friends talk about one album for certain amounts of minutes. I am one half of the Earbuds podcast. My name is Lucas Dandelion Greens and Dracovs. Oh. And I'm here with my buddy, my co-host, the other 50% of Earbuds. Oh. Brett, do you live in this neighborhood, Hanrahan? Yes, I do. Thank you yes, very much. Yes, you do. Look, Lucas, I don't like What's to up? throw the word premiere around very often, mm. but I feel like this is a premiere podcast. This is, I mean, premiere means the best, right? I think it means the best, or at least like in the top. That's, I I mean, be as totally modest as I can be, I think this, I think you're right. Which this you is, are, by the way. This is a premiere. I'm the most You're humblest. usually like the most modest, humble person I've ever met. Yeah, exactly. And that's why today we're talking about a not so humble, a not so modest <laughs> album on the first official video version of the uh, video episode, video edition. Hopefully. Hopefully, of the Earbuds podcast. Thank you guys for watching. And today we're talking about an album that I've loved for 10 years, I think, at this point. Maybe a little less. The self-titled album by Fiddler. And what's it Brett. called? It's called Fiddler. Oh, okay. That's what I, That's what self-titled means. I get it now. Yes. Okay. What a... Uh, you know, have you had you listened to Fiddler before we decided to talk about this record? Look, you know, when I was a youngin, I was a skater. I was skating around a lot. I was kind of going down the boulevard. I was bombing hills. You were a skater boy? I was a skater boy. I said to them later, boy. Nice, uh, nice. So, yeah. As you're wont to do. As I'm wont to do. And, yep. of you know, of course I've heard of, of, of Fiddler. Like, I would go... I would skate by the beach and I would just like see them around. It's like, what's up guys? And we would just hang out and, you know, Oh, nice. Did you do fucking cocaine with them? Um, how much, co- I mean, that's a silly question. Uh-huh. How much cocaine did you do with Fiddler or I'm, is it Fiddler? Uh, did I get that wrong? I mean, it's an acronym, right? So I, I, w- I guess I'd say is Fiddler. It? Yeah. Oh, this is right, fun. Well, I'm about to, le- I'm about to learn some shit. Well, uh, I forgot to say it, but it's fuck it dog. Life's a risk. F-I-D-L-A-R. Because I've just, I've been a, a huge fan of Fiddler uh, for a long time, man. And it's, but it's been a while since I've listened to this record. Uh, and I listened to them a lot, maybe in my mid-20s, you know, like getting to late 20s when I was desperately trying to hold on to my youth. <laughs> sure. And to my angstiness and my, you know, for no reason, just kind of like mad at the world. Yeah. Attitude that I would have for so long. And these guys were just such a great outlet for that, you know, nihilism and angstiness and kind of like, fuck this, fuck everything. Like, I don't want to do shit attitude. Um, but I do remember this album being better, personally. You know, I... Do believe that this will be the return of the tone grown? Uh, mm. Just because it's you didn't like the tonage. Well, it's a self-produced album, right? So okay. uh, the 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 two founders of the band like met up in a recording studio. One of them was an intern. One of them was working there. Uh, okay. So self-produced, and so you can. 
there are a couple songs where even someone who's like not listening for it, like me, could be like, okay, wait a second, this sounds completely different. What do you mean? Like, what sounds completely different? What do you mean? Well, like a song like, uh, oh, fucking, what's it called? Black Stout. Mm-hmm. Uh, Black is Stout. Like, when it gets to that song, suddenly it's, like, it sounds like the quality's completely dropped. The hi-hat sounds completely different. It's like it's kind of washing instead of, like, fuzzy and washing, and the vocals are a little more pushed back. Like, it seems they'd... It seems like they had more production value on some of these songs against others. Huh. That's a that I didn't think about it that way because I totally noticed that there were songs that that the the mix and the production quality or I don't want to say quality but maybe production the production on it in general was pretty different and those stood out to me for sure and I think those are probably my least favorite songs because I felt like half of this record is so fun and so catchy and like I said angsty and and bratty and all of that so super charming and fun to listen to but then it seems like the other half and mostly the second half is just kind of falls flat for me well it loses a lot of energy I feel like and I feel like the production value maybe is what took me out of it too because it's just it sounds uninspired like there's some songs towards the middle and end of this record that just sound like they're they actually are bored playing it (laughs) um they i i know they released they made a couple like singles and a couple eps before they released this full album and Mm -hmm. i think maybe they took some of the tracks from them and just copy and pasted onto this album right oh okay and so that's kind of my theory of what happened for some of these songs because if you go from like max can't surf to blackout stout if i remember correctly it is jarring that it's like it seems more pushed back it seems uh more fuzzy uh but i i think it's a fitting you know even with the production uh inconsistencies i don't think it's anything that like takes you out of the music necessarily no i think the only thing that took me out of the music is when the songs became boring for me sure (laughs) like i started getting bored and it was right at uh, Max Can't Surf. Right after Horror, I feel like those the first five songs on this album are amazing. I love them so much. And then Max Can't Surf and Blackout Stout and Wake Bake Skate and Gimme Something. All those four tracks in a row just completely fell off for me. I got I would be bored. And they were just kind of slow and they like I said they even sounded more playing that's why the other songs more energetic songs it sounds like they're having fun you know and, and on the slower ones they're just kind of like you know like they, they look like they look like Weezer I don't get that impression man I think mm. Wake Bake Skate is a great song I think 5 to 9 is a fun song that they did some kind of fun stuff oh, with I like 5 to 9 yeah 5 to 9 is great super obnoxious like pop punk song <laughs> I love it uh, Wake Bay Skate, I like the energy, and it, it was like the I love I love when the singer is basically just screaming. <laughs> yeah, right. And, yeah, and like a, they have so many catchy melodies on this album, like the on like Wake Bay Skate that in particular, like the I'm so fucking cheap, so fucking cheap, I'm so <laughs> fucking broke, so fucking broke. Like it's just they they have so many angry, pissy, uh, super catchy melodies on this record. Yeah. 
and they have a lot of like kind of catchy well i guess the melodies and the riffs usually go hand in hand uh like with blackout stout and uh uh fucking no waves and yeah, no waves. Uh, I'm a skater boy and I'm fucking bored and I'm yeah, like, sure. so catchy. Um, give me something. I feel, I feel like getting drunk. I feel, I feel like fucking up. There are definitely some songs on here that sounded like they just wanted to do like a modern punk, like rock and Beach Boys song. Yes, dude. This is like new age surf rock. And this album—it's so interesting. Yeah, it's just weird. Um, but ugh. it's. I think, like, I still really, you know, despite being ten years, almost ten years removed from this record in particular, I still. And Fiddler or Fiddler, I don't know if you've listened to them lately. Like they've changed their sound a lot. It's crazy how different they are now. Yeah. Well, you know, you asked about my previous experience with Fiddler, and aside from like hanging out with them in person and stuff, right? My chumming it. First introduction to them was through my boy Will from uh, you know, from the old scene, from the fucking butts, from yep. Scoundrels. Uh, and he showed me cheap beer, which uh, is an instant classic, instant what classic. A, what a fucking opener, man. It's, and I, I, I don't know if you remember in our fucking band, me bringing that song up like 38 to yep. 42 times. I do remember that. And I was wanting to cover it so fucking bad, completely down for it. Yeah, dude. So punky and garage rocky, like, uh, so bouncy and angry and fun. Uh, but then and I sad and everything in between all that. I got into their other stuff, and you know this album is on the bottom of my three albums, man. I mean, I could see that, dude. Like I said, though, the the first five tracks are just gold. Like I, I no complaints, and then it falls off hard to me for me for the next few tracks, and then in between, like for the rest of the album, it's really just one or two that I really like. So it falls off pretty heavy at the end and uh so yeah for me it's like i remember jamming this whole thing you know back in the day and, and loving every minute of it but now it's it's kind of it's like as a 35 year old unfortunately <laughs> who would have thought it just sounds it just sounds kind of childish and like adolescent you know and well that's what it is that's part of the appeal for me too still at 35 i, I still love the angsty and the brightiness and like just the nihilism just the so like fuck it everything fucking sucks about it yeah i mean i you i know? never had any idea how prevalent drugs were i knew they were a thing i didn't oh, think man. they were in like every single song they're talking about doing cocaine and like i i mean heroin i think yeah a couple like, heroin talks about a spoon nods you know smoking weed tips of the hat beer but drinking like just fucking you know everything every drug that you could think of right but it's it's interesting because you know at the at the surface level i feel like the lyrics could feel like like we were like we've been saying a little immature and bratty and obnoxious right but there's actually a lot of mental health struggles like being addressed and and discussed on this album too a lot of the stuff he's talking about is substance abuse issues and problems with taking too many drugs and, and only wanting to take drugs and only wanting to get fucked well, up sure. all the time. Yeah. So, like, 
you know, we're at something, if you just look at it just from the surface, it's just, oh, you know, this is just some 22-year-old kid just talking about not only wanting to do fucking drugs. Like, this is what's going wrong with the country, you know, where it is kind of true in a sense, but it's you're not realizing if you kind of really dig into the lyrics, it is kind of a little bit of call for help. And I know that the singer struggled with substance abuse and actually like Billy Joe Armstrong from Green Day, I think kind of mentored the singer really? of the band. I think so. I think he saw a lot in them or they had some sort of working relationship together and they developed a personal relationship because Billy Joe has also had substance abuse issues in, you know, throughout his life. So he saw this kid as something, a really talented kid who's like fucking killing himself basically. And he's like, dude, you got to turn this around because if you don't, you're going to die young, you know, basically. Right. So it's cool because once you, what can seem as like a, an immature record, if you really pay attention, it's, it's, you know, what can be passed off as childish and snotty about just getting fucked up and wishing you could just surf all day is like sneakily kind of a dark and heavy record to listen well to. i think it's only that because this the singer was just writing about the horror like about the ma- nasty kind of messy situation that he was in and that yeah. situation is you know kind of nasty i don't think he meant for it to be this underlying subtle cry for help or anything i think it just came out that way i think uh, maybe he didn't mean it to be that way but when someone talks about getting fucked up all the time yeah that is an underlying cry for help, yeah but i feel like you, you know, know like in the punk scene especially in a punk scene like this i'm sure getting fucked up and being fucked up and being kind of like a trash slob of a person of is kind of like a sign of respect right it's crazy that it's true where like self-abuse gets celebrated like that in certain scenes yeah well know? just because it's so common and it's just that you have to joke about it, you know? I mean, I kind of feel like it's so easy to fall into that trap too, man. Like if, if we had made it as a band, who's to say that, you know, we get so big where all of a sudden access to shit that I never thought I would want to try, or I would never even have around me all of a sudden becomes, you know, I can just reach into someone's pocket and take right. it. Like, uh, then, like uh, vape, you know, who knows what could happen. I feel like, yeah, like a vape. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, could be it, like a it's vape. a rough source of nicotine. Yeah, I mean that's true. You don't want to be doing yeah, that shit. Yeah. Vape cannabis. Don't vape nicotine. You could even got even gotten into dip. Who knows? I mean that's that's the worst that I probably could have gotten. I think into that's like the worst drug, right? Yeah, that's like the worst. The worst I've heard. That's of. the worst thing they sell at the gas station. So I don't know what else. It's worse than cocaine, I think, which is the last track on this record. They literally and, have a song called cocaine. And cocaine is the one. Where you drink it? You can. Let's not get okay. into it. Okay, right. Let's yeah. just move on. Let's just move on. Uh, but yeah, man, I think, uh, you know, like, this this album, I remember it, liking it a lot more, but between the vocals, which I think are super fun, there's it's a weirdly, really catchy record that uh, is dark in the themes and kind of like fucked up in the stuff that he's talking about, but it's so dancey and catchy yeah. and fun to listen to that. You kind of are like disarmed by it, <laughs> you know? So I think overall I liked it, but uh, there was definitely some duds. And when did you like, how did you first hear this of this band? I had a friend show me one of my, one of my really good friends showed me this band and I think he showed me cheap beer first or maybe something off of their second record. 
but man, I was just in that phase where I was just starting my career and I fucking hated everything and I hated my job and I hated that I had to do this and I felt stuck right. in it. And, you know, I lived in a shitty apartment and just everything. I was just, it was just so perfect for me at the time. Right. So I got really, really into them and, and kind of, you know, fell off a little bit, like when they really started changing their, their sound. Uh, but I can go back to this and fucking man, like I said, those five songs and a handful of other ones at, at the rest of the record, man, I fucking love so much. I mean, I would say their most recent record, Almost Free, is my personal favorite one. Even though they're doing a lot of different weird stuff, I think a lot of different stuff. Is that the first one you heard by them? Uh, no, you heard Cheap Beer. I know. Yeah, that, I I heard Almost Free when it came out. Uh, okay. And I remember thinking like Fiddler, like oh they're cool. I heard, you know, I heard their albums. Like two was my favorite one at the time, and mm-hmm. I think it is. I love that. Record, I think it's man. the better budget version of what they were doing on oh, here yes. with like kind of more <laughs> yes. thought put into the songwriting and stuff. For sure, for sure. And I think it dealt a lot more with him trying to stop getting fucked up. All sure. Yeah. But I also think this album, the original, the first album, Fiddler, has like a very punk and raw energy and attitude in yeah. it that, it you know, not that it they didn't replicate it or anything like that, but just that it was a very specific era for them in this up-and-coming band. They didn't... I, doubt they expected anything to come out of this right yeah maybe not man i don't know i don't know what the story is behind this record and and them putting it out uh you know if if anyone anyone who's watching if you guys know the history of like was this record self-released i mean did were they already on a label and, and that's why maybe some of these songs got a little more attention and a little more money put behind it like i would love to know because i didn't get to do any fucking research for this i've been so goddamn busy what have you been up to, man? Ah, dude, working my fucking dick off. Oh shit! It's I'm just. Is it just I'm smooth over hard, there, man. or is it? It's I'm I'm like a Ken doll. Okay. Right now. All right. Yeah, it's just completely. I'm an idiot. Way easier if, to ride a anything. bike now, though. Dude, that is really painful. <laughs> I can't. I can't ride a bike. Man, I t- I tried to do the bike at the uh, at the gym, and I got to keep like readjusting where everything is. Uh, <laughs> where everything is. Yeah, well, cause, you know, because they all kind of go their separate ways. Um, That's true. And yeah. everyone thinks I'm just playing with to myself. Uh, yeah, uh, dude, it's just so painful for me to ride a bike. But honestly, uh, other than work, dude, I'm like, you know, I'm working in the cannabis industry now, so fucking, there's never enough work to do. Like, there's never not enough work. I don't know what I'm saying. I'm fucking busy as shit. I'm writing a bunch of stuff. I'm doing a bunch of social media stuff. I'm learning a lot of shit. So it's fun, uh, but it's busy as shit. And then I'm basically have like something to do every night of the week now between, you know, recording this with you between, uh, my boxing, like one-on-one boxing lessons that I've been doing. Loving dude. I went hard. I went hard yesterday. I fucking, Oh my God. I, I was, I wasn't even out of breath, but I was for like an hour after I got back home, I was sitting on my couch just going like, <sighs> like I was exhausted. Jesus Christ. I, like, I, my, my entire shirt was soaked <laughs> at the end of it. With what? And I was just going hard with what? Yeah. Oh, uh, don't ask. It was, well, yeah. I know. It, it was off colored. <laughs> the, the, 
I don't know what it was. But it was it was not something you should get on there. I It's not something I want on me again, that's for sure. Man, I I was so I've been so fucking drained. I went to the boxing gym today and I went for half an hour and I'm like, man, nice. I'm just done. Like that's all I yeah. I usually try to do an hour, but like I was just exhausted and you know, this album I can't I can't listen to music while I work out. Right? Oh yeah. And so I feel like this would have helped out a lot. Uh, listening yeah, to fucking maybe it helped you it would have helped you push through a little yeah, bit. Yeah, it would have given me the the yeah. attitude and energy I need. Uh but you know, sometimes Dude, you, I, you win some you lose some. I'm going tomorrow, you know. Hopefully Fuck yeah. We'll see yes, what's up. That's what I like to hear, man. Yeah, I mean honestly I've we, yesterday was bumping it up to the next level for me. Like I feel like I'm at like beginner one point two level now. What were you doing, like uh, sit ups? Dude, I mean, I was doing full hour workouts, everything from routines to fucking like squats to doing that the ladder yep. thing where you with your feet going in yeah. and out to doing the ropes to shit with kettlebells to everything from that to like punching my you know fucking uh, instructor like in the stomach like doing routines and shit like he's wearing a, a pad right. around his yeah. waist and everything. It's so fucking fun, but there's you know we've definitely the last two times that we've done it, I haven't been sore afterwards so i told him i'm like hey man you all right i'm like i haven't been jesus sore for christ two fucking and i'm just like i think i'm ready for the next level and he goes oh okay and so yesterday i was doing squats across the park like lunge squats uh holding a 10 pound kettlebell and having to do it from one end of the park to another and then when I get when I get to one end, I did five squats, and when I got to the other end, I did five more squats, Holy and then I had to run fuck. the ladder, and then I had to do the ropes, and then we did a shitload of routines, and we always end with like ten minutes of ab workouts. Well, I mean, talk about like taking the parking brake off. Talk about adding the turbo. Dude. You don't tell a, like a boxing instructor, a boxing instructor. Dude, why do you think I did it? I did it for a reason. I feel fucking great today, oh, but I'm man. exhausted. And yesterday, I was a little. I was a little worried at how tired I was afterwards. <laughs> like like it was getting to a uh, to a kind of health level. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like how? Oh my god! It, it got it did get kind of a little freaky. But man, then we opened up a bottle of champagne, <laughs> and all was right. <laughs> Celebrated to like just signing re- renewing our lease in California and fucking being here for at least one more year, you know, and enjoying this city. And uh, and so we did that, and we got ramen. And fucking like, you know, watched Hell's Kitchen for like three hours and just ate ramen and drank champagne. And, you know, after a fucking heavy fucking workout, treating yourself like that, we're like, I told my instructor what we were doing. And he said that we were, he was like, God damn, y'all are celebrating like, like Korean diplomats. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, fucking champagne. That's what and we're ramen. aspiring to be. <laughs> Is ramen Korean? It's Korean, right? Uh, yeah, I'm sure you, I don't know. I'm sure someone's going to fucking tell us. Uh, but anyway, going back to this record, man, what were your fucking choice nugs, my dude? I'll tell you, bud. Uh, tell me, because I kind of care. A little, I care enough to sit here and fucking listen to all it. All right, well. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I will say, I do think the record kind of fell off a little bit near the end, though I would put it more around, yes. like, uh, paycheck, honestly. Oh, wow, so, like, really close Like, to just the, the last three. You know? Okay. Yeah, I feel like. Uh, and even the last song was like kind of an interpretive cover of an old folk song. Was it? I don't know if you knew that. 
I did not know that. Uh, yeah, I mean, it was like they used like 80% of the lyrics and the music is like, you know, it's very interpretive cover. Like a secret, the secret track or cocaine? No, cocaine. The, oh, okay. Yeah. No, I didn't know that. Cheat cocaine's a whole other thing. I like uh, it. But I, like I it. didn't have that one on mine. Uh, but my honorable mentions are White on White. I think yes. that has like the best intro on the album to me. Yeah, it just gets an energy across real well. Uh, Max can't surf is funny. <laughs> I don't like Though, that song. I don't like the song as much, but I like the attitude. Um, yeah, yeah. LDA, I thought was oddly catchy. I didn't like that song either. <laughs> okay, all right. <laughs> uh, meh. And so, and also. Uh, no waves was an honorable mention. Yeah, it might be. I love that song. Uh, so I'm gonna go to my first obvious pick, which we kind of already talked about, which is cheap beer. Yeah, me too, dude. It's gotta be right. It's what a fucking opening track for a record. I think dude. it's it's funny that they chose like such a beachy sounding riff to yeah, start off dude. the album with, and then they go into the distortion, and it's like, oh. Okay, this is a punk album. Yeah, dude. Dude, the verse riff and the chorus riff are just as fucking fun. Yeah, that's true. That's what made me want to play the fucking song, man. That's what made me want to cover it so bad. An instant classic punk song. And yeah. instant classic song, just the way he's like fucking screaming his brain out in the verses, yeah. talking about yeah. like getting fucked up and going down the highway and stuff. Almost like a day in the life is what it sounds like. And it's, I drink cheap beer, so what? Fuck you. Yeah. It's like the, it's uh, like an anthem. It's like a punk anthem. The is so fucking fun to sing along with. And I never noticed the the background vocals in the beginning. The I still haven't like, noticed have, that. Like, yeah, dude, there's some sort of like ba 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 ba, and it's just that's that, that I mean, that's just like so clever. And that's where you know where I say like so much of this record is a new age surf rock record. It's just garage rock from the fucking fifties mixed with you know angsty punk from twenty twelve mixed with cocaine. Mixed with fucking cocaine and pretty much everything else in between. <laughs> but yeah, cheap beer is such a fun opener. It's so the energy is fucking infectious. There, I love it so much. There's a reason it's still one of their most well-known songs. You know, it just encapsulates this raw energy. And it just it kind of tells you what to expect on the record right. with that with that surf solo too. The like it's just so it's so Dick Dale. You know, throwback uh, gr- surf rock that has just been modernized and fucking made pissed off <laughs> rather than having fun. Like, these are like new surfers. Like, these dudes like longboard. They don't surf. <laughs> or maybe both. Who knows? Or maybe both. Oh, my God. It's so California. So what is what are some of your honorable mentions, bud? Dude, I love Stoked and Broke. Right. I love like, more garage rock on that one. Yep. I love No Waves. I feel, I feel like it. So broke. it's I probably feel. the catchiest song on the record. Dude, that, that chorus like that. Yeah. So fun. Uh, the, I love the, the bass and the drums with the distorted vocals and the verses just kind of 
the drums just going off and the bass is kind of distorted and so fun. I love horror. Horror <laughs> is such a great song. The back and forth between the really fast paced kind of punky dancey stuff and the heavier choruses that are slowed down kind of. Yeah. Such a cool combo. And then that jangly guitar towards the end I love. And uh, Five to Nine and, and Cocaine. Both of those I love a lot. But my second honorable or my second choice, Nug, uh, you mentioned it as one of your honorables, man. It's White on White. White on White. One of the few song. One of the few songs that I would say has like a theme that kind of has nothing to do with them. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't even really know what he's saying in it. I I just think it's a really energetic <laughs> riff and rhythm, and just super catchy chorus or verse and. That boom, bang, 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 yep. super catchy. Love how they cut it for a second and then come all in. Yeah, dude. And then during the verse or the choruses when they're doing like that, ah, yeah, bang, yeah. Bang, and, he, and the drummer's going like, tsk, 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 <laughs> like cutting, cutting it in half and hitting the hi hat. And how I the, mean, it does, I don't think it gets any catchier than the. Money, money, got no money, got no place to be. Mm-hmm. Such a crazy energy. Such fucking energy, man. A song that would absolutely destroy live. Yes, dude. If we had covered this one too, uh oh. I just I would have been okay with being a fiddler cover band. Honestly. That might have been nice. We could have at least done like a two parter like cover. Yeah. At least. We could have called ourselves Midlar. <laughs> mid because we're mid we'd be like mid yeah because yeah, we're like <laughs> we would not be as good i don't know if we could play white on white as good as these <laughs> guys but i mean we'll give you a mid version of it uh kind of like you know whatever like a nine like a six out of ten <laughs> i mean i at least gave us a nine but you know <laughs> whatever uh well let me tell you what my second nug was just tell me and it was originally gonna be no waves, but today, right now, I'm feeling five to nine. Yeah, dude, another fun angsty one. It's, I think the only song that has acoustic guitar on it, and the way it's just the vocals and the guitar, and then it comes in with the music and the immediately catchy ah. So catchy. Such a cool vibe. It's a minute long. Love the fucking minute long songs. Yeah, it sounds like they're having so much fun, so I'm having fun. Right. And they, like, yeah. they, they managed to stick a guitar solo in there, which they don't have a lot of, you know? No, they don't. And they I like the way they do guitar solos. Right. They're kind of understated. It's not ridiculous and, you know, uh, fucking Avenged Sevenfold No, it's not like style. a metal band where they're kind of like, they're sweeping and going up and down the, yeah. the neck. And it's all very kind of, all their solos are kind of, twangy yeah a lot of bend notes kind of jangly almost you know kind of americana or like a, you know just so i don't know there's something very american about them about this very band. salute yeah very fucking patriotic <laughs> but five to nine is really fun super angsty great pop punk song and and super fun to listen to man it, yeah, and then it gets into LDA, which has a completely different production again. Couldn't be more different. Um, but shit, man, what do you, what are you, what did you rate this back when you first heard it, and what are you rating it oh. now? 
Back when I first heard it, this would have been a 9.0 or more. Wow. I loved this record. I'm telling you, man, I heard it so much and it's just been, I I haven't listened to it in maybe five years at this point. I have it on vinyl, just haven't put it on, you know? Uh, But when I was listening to this seven, 10 years ago, the angst and the brattiness and the nihilism and the fun and how charming this record was for how, you know, fucking ridiculous it is was such a huge part of their appeal to me and, and listening to it again, again, at like, you know, at such an older age, uh, it, it just, it kind of hit me in a deeper way a little bit where back then to me, it was just a record about getting fucked up and being, you know, fuck everything and nothing matters. Uh, now it definitely has deeper, darker themes to it throughout it that I never really noticed before with the mental health struggles and the substance abuse stuff and you kind of realize it's almost like uh when you're 21 and you go to a strip club and, and you think it's the coolest thing in the world and then you go again at 30 and you're, you kind of feel bad <laughs> you're like for them or you kind of like you're kind of you kind of feel gross like, like that's they have a and, mo- they have parents and yeah like that's someone's daughter <laughs> you know like <laughs> there's a c-section scar like that tells me you yeah. know uh, it's it kind of gets darker and deeper the, the older I get, so it has a deeper meaning to me now. This record, and, and I kind of appreciate it on a different level, despite being still being so fucking fun. So uh, I'm I'm gonna give it a, still a solid fucking seven point eight. Okay, yeah, that's not bad. That's not bad, man. I still really love this record, and especially the first five songs. I think are just so strong, and and uh, if that if those first five songs were an EP, it would get a fucking nine point something. <laughs> Yeah, man. but how about you? I mean, I, you know, you have a different kind of history with Fiddler and and got into them in sort of a different route. I'm not sure. Maybe you've appreciated the later stuff that they've done. So, going back to this earlier shit, what would you rate this record? Man, well, it, if I was to rank the three albums they have, Fiddler two and Almost Free, this is at the bottom. You know? Yeah, I would say you're probably right. Which is fine. It's not like it's a bad album by any means. Uh, I saw these guys at ACL a couple years ago, and I, part of me died at that show. Um, because what, they were so good? Because I got heat stroke. Oh, <laughs> fuck. Did you pass out? I nearly, it was very close. That ACL was a fucking tumultuous season. It was like, Dude. it was 100 degrees out. I, I told you this before. But I was drinking water all day, refilling, refilling, yeah. drinking, drinking. I never went to the restroom for 10 hours. Wow, dude. It's crazy to me that people fucking drink alcohol at It's ACL fucked up. It's not even don't fun. See, I don't, yeah, I, I don't, don't even see it. them drinking water. I'm like literally concerned for people. I'm like, oh, please drink. I'll like grab someone. I'm like, please just take my water bottle. Like, like fucking drink something. It's a hundred plus outside. It's dusty as fuck. Oh, there's a shit ton of people. There's no shade. Literally, like there's one tree, and they have like a tent (laughs) that you know everyone is under. Yeah, everyone's in it. There are people just like watching the the football game, and it's like, what the fuck are y'all doing? (laughs) Yeah, I feel like people underestimate Austin city limits, man. Like, I I can't believe you almost had a fucking heat stroke, even if you were drinking water. No, I. I'll tell you, man. Guys, watch out for Austin City Limits. Uh, you might not know it, but there is actually grass on that field all year, except Usually. for except for day two. It's gone. Yeah, uh, and day two is when I'm wearing a fucking bandana over my face, dude, looking like fucking purge. Because here's the thing: everyone expects October. Oh, it's gonna be nice and chilly. It's gonna start getting chilly for the winter. No, guys, it's still no. 
90 so to 100. Hot. It doesn't get cold in Texas until like November. All right. And even then, it doesn't really get cold. I, I remember sometimes it didn't get cold in Texas until Christmas Day. And then, uh, like at the Fiddler show, I was in the fucking pit. If you watch Ooh. any videos, like I'm there. Like I'm in the fourth you can see or fifth row. Yeah. Tossed around. Yeah. I was, <laughs> oh my God, I killed myself to uh, no waves, drones, cheap beer, obviously. Um, but it's so crowded, guys. It's literally like you get in there and you can't move. You can't move your fucking it's like public, arms. It's this is a public service announcement. I'm just saying, go to Dude, go to a ever, different festival. Yeah, ACL. I mean, it's if you're young, man, go enjoy it. And it's but it's insane the older you get. It's just fucking insane. But have you ever been in a show where the crowd is so packed in that you're literally all swaying? together and you don't really have control over your fucking body no i've never i've never been in something like that dude it happened to me only at one show and it was one of the scariest things that i've ever experienced at a show it was i literally at one point was completely flat and i had someone completely flat on top of me and i was completely flat on top of someone else and all of a sudden we all get up at the same time and we all start you know, going forward and then we're all going left and right. And I literally was at one point, not even on my own feet <laughs> that everything was so tight that I was Dude, being lifted up by other what people. What fucking around show me. were you at? Kill switch engage. Oh, okay. Well. The moment they started playing, I mean, literally dragon force had already played chimera had already played and some other super fucking heavy band had already opened. And once kill switch came out, shit fucking changed. <laughs> things got really scary for me oh man <laughs> and i in the middle of the first song i was finally able to break out and me and at least three other friends all looked at each other panicked and fucking ran to the back well and we just stood in the back the whole rest of the show because we were in the very middle of the crowd no nah, dude like fuck that like oh fuck my that, god actually. dude it was so fucking terrifying where I literally, like, at one point, I had someone on top of me where I couldn't breathe. Like they were on top of me, and someone was on top of them, and someone was on top of them, and someone was on top of them. Like to where there, everyone was weighed down. That's how shit happens. That's how shit gets. Nah, you know, man. that's how people get hurt, man. It's fucking nuts. And so that's why I'm giving this record a seven point three. Okay, see, that's I think that's a pretty good rating. Yeah. It's it's got some inconsistent production, which I don't think I'm not going to mark too bad against it because it's just like a fuzzy punk band, right? Uh, yeah. I couldn't hear the bass at all. Uh, oh, see, I, I changed the settings the, the the settings on Spotify when I listen, and sure. I put like rock settings so it turns up the bass on it. Uh, but so it sounds great to me with when that with that tweak, it sounds really good. Actually. Definitely some super catchy songs, some classic punk songs. There are a couple flyovers. I think "Give Me Something," I think "Paycheck," "Waiting for the Man," uh, mm -hmm. "Cocaine," you know, whatever. But a yeah. great debut, a great self-produced debut, uh, and I'm excited to see what they have coming up, if they have anything coming up, because I know it's going to be something new, man. We'll see. Yeah, I'm sure I, I'm sure they're going to evolve a little bit from the last record. I need to go back to their to the last record and give it another shot. Dude, when I heard it, it was, it was just so different that I kind of rejected it a little yes, bit. Yes, it's very different, but yeah. it, instead of instead of being on a skateboard and like fucking around and going through just imagine you're like on a longboard 
and you're cruising through okay. the city and you got the air on you. Just imagine that, and maybe and maybe we'll see if the if you get a little different experience. All right, all right, I can do that. I'll just get really stoned. Just get really stoned, man. Just listen to like in a day and you can get rich quick. Don't talk just like my shit. <laughs> Yeah, I kind of remember that it's one. It's like the second song. Well, there you, there you have it, man. 7.3 and a 7.8. Pretty fucking good. Still a solid record. Buddies, what did you guys think of this record? Do you love Fiddler as much as Brett does, or do you love Fiddler as much as I do? Do you hate them as much as Brett does, or do you hate them as much as I do? Fucking let us know in the comments. Give us a like. Give us a subscribe with the follow and the thing and the bell. Do all that. Uh, check us out on Instagram at ebpcast. Check us out on, if you're watching the video, we're also on Spotify. We're on every fucking podcast network that you can find. We have tons of fucking episodes. What other albums do you guys think that we should talk about and break down in way too minute of detail? Let us know. But in the meantime, Brett, what are we talking about on the next episode? Um, We're talking about this uh, local rapper. I think his name's K-Dot. Is it K-Dot? Oh my god. Oh, no, his name is Mr. Morale. Uh, and he's got his band oh, backing him up. Fuck. The Big Steppers, I believe. Oh shit. So we're doing Kendrick's new album? I mean, that was a plan, right? Like you... That's the plan. That's the plan, yeah. I've listened... I put that evil on us. I've listened through it once. And I'm not gonna say anything. It's just a very long album. It's going to take some time to kind of parse it. That's all. It sounds like kind of a divisive album too, man. So I'm curious. I haven't heard it at all yet. So there you go, buds. We're going to listen to Kendrick Lamar's newest record, Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers. Is what yes, it's sir. Now. All right. Prepare for that one. Listen to it, buds. And thank you for listening to this. We love you guys. Tell your friends about us. Uh, Brett. What would you rate this episode? I'm going to rate this episode a 9.5 to 9. Nice, nice. I'm going to rate this episode a 9 point cocaine. Okay. Out of what? Out of 9 point heroin. All right. So we still got a ways to go, but, you know. It's kind of, hey, I'll take it. It could use some work. It could use some work. At this point, I'll take it. Well, thanks, buddy. All right. See y'all. Bye. Brett, this was good. Lucas, this was good. Salute. Salute. (laughs) And three, two, one.